everyone, I'm Brandon Odo. And I'm Brian Bowling. And this is Critical Care Scenarios, the podcast where we use clinical cases, narrative storytelling, and expert guests to unpack how critical care is practiced in the real world. Hey everyone, it's Brandon again with another Turbo. I just want to have a quick discussion about, hmm, it's about teamwork and helping each other out and delegation. Uh, But the message may not be what you expect. The message actually may be to help people out less than you can. Um, Let me explain. So we all work in teams in healthcare, and many people who are good people will often have the urge to, quote, do someone else's job. And what I mean is, We all are delegated little slices of the healthcare process, and you have a portion of it which is primarily yours, which is your job to do when you come into work, and then there are portions that belong to other people, and then there may be opportunities that arise where you could do somebody else's, not the whole thing probably, but to assist them with some aspect of it. One easy example is... um, Nurse practitioners who, of course, because of how that training pathway works, were and still are nurses. Uh, And because they were bedside nurses, they know how to do that job. And because they work alongside nurses, there may be opportunities for them to help those nurses out doing sort of nurse tasks. And this is just an example that I'm going to use. This may arise in any situation where you happen to know somebody else's job, either because you worked in that role or because it overlaps with yours or just because you have a good broad understanding of the things that go on in the hospital. And really, I've said this before and I'll say it again, in an ideal world, every task that happens under your direction everything that filters down from a order you place or a decision you make, in an ideal world, you would understand it from top to bottom. Everything from the pharmacology of the drug you ordered to how the lab test is performed to the logistics of an intervention that you requested to have happen, If you understand all those things, then it gives you a really robust sense for the care that you're directing. If there are portions of it that are kind of blind to you, they're like a black box, you can ask that it happen, you can uh, look for it or consider it, but you don't really get it, there's the potential there for you to do stuff that's at best... uh, wrong and at worst ridiculous you know you're the the general ordering that troops you know travel through terrain that's not passable or you're the architect designing a building that can't be created with modern materials or whatever so that is a good goal however when it comes to actually doing the work there is a downside to doing other people's work And what this comes down to is asymmetry. If you have two colleagues, each of whom could do each other's job equally well, then there's no particular reason that 
either of them can't do that for each other. They can't fill in each other's gaps, cover each other's back. That's great stuff. But if you have one person who could do tasks for the other, but the other can't really reciprocate, then you may be creating more of a problem by helping them out because what about your work? You can do things for them. Who's going to do things for you? So we'll use the nurse example. You are in a room as a nurse practitioner, let's say, and uh, the patient needs a, a drug administered or they need to be helped over to the bathroom or something needs to be documented, all things a nurse would usually do, and they're pretty busy, and you know how to do those things, so you say, why not do them? Certainly, there may be a ton of times when you can and should do things like that. It is uh, probably a bad sign if it doesn't even cross your mind to help a patient with some simple task because, quote, it is not your job. And I think when people talk about this sort of thing, that's often what they're thinking about. It is the appearance of someone who refuses to do work, you know, quote, below their abilities. Um, that seems like it says something bad about you, and perhaps it does. You know, these are all important things. You should at least consider doing anything that could help a patient. So, yes, you know, you should think about that. But while you're doing all those things, what about your work? Who is placing orders, calling consults, doing procedures? What if another patient gets very sick and unstable? What if there is an admission? What about all the notes you have to write? You know, when you're helping the patient get to the commode, who's writing the note? So yes, have knowledge and in ideal world, the ability to do just about anything that happens under your direction. Um, that way you understand it, and in the right circumstance, in an emergency or just to fill in a quick gap, you can do something. But know that delegation is an important part of the workflow here, because while everyone does have overlapping roles, everyone still has their own roles. For many years, and still when you get onto airlines and they give you your safety briefing, they will tell you, if the plane loses altitude and the oxygen masks descend, you should put on your own before you help someone like a child with theirs. Why? Because you hate children? Because you don't want them to have a mask? No. It's because there is asymmetry. You can help them with their mask. They can't help you with yours. And nobody can help anyone if they're unconscious because they didn't get enough oxygen. There's never anybody who's as well equipped to do your own work as you, even if there are others who could do it, and sometimes there won't be. So start with your own problems and then help others. Talk to you next time. <laughs>